Shameless Media. wondered if someone's having an affair, if their money is a little suspicious, or if the rumours about their family are true. We think everybody is carrying around a secret. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I am your host and ultimate secret sharer. Producer Eilish is on my left. Hi, Eilish. Hi. And on my front, or opposite <laughs> me, rather, <laughs> that sounded weirdly sexual, <laughs> is my co-host for the day, Louis Hanson. Bonjour, once more. Hello, you're back. And boy, are we excited about it. I'm so happy to be here, as always. I have in my notes written down Louis Banter, because <laughs> I've given some space for us to Banter, go for it. Go. Oh, okay, great. Go. Well, you know what? It has been a while yeah. since I've been in the studio. What's news? Oh, life. I can't believe that I am back for season three. three. Do you remember our first episode together? Yes. And then my favorite episode, I've got to say, of all time. Ooh. of doing this show is the best man episode. Really? It was the last episode we recorded for season one and we just had so many giggles and so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The giggles had started. It was like <laughs> the episode that when I was editing back in post-production, I just like couldn't stop laughing. I oh. love that. Louis, as always, we are starting things off with a game. This game is called Fill It. Here is how it works. Our producers polled the Everybody Has a Secret listeners and asked a series of questions about their relationships. Producer Eilish, you're going to read out the questions and Louie, you and I have to fill in the answers. Eilish, over to you. Okay. We asked 1,000 Everybody Has a Secret listeners if you could press a button right now to exit your relationship without any pain at all, would you press it? What percentage of listeners in a relationship said they would press the button and leave their partner? That's that's a messed up question. <laughs> and I love it. I love it because I do think that is such a common experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the majority of people would answer that, but I do think that is a common experience where you might find yourself in a situation where you're almost more scared of the repercussions of leaving, so you just stay in it. Yes, and I think if there's ever going to be like an outlet for people to admit this kind of stuff, it would be on a poll on Instagram where like their identity is anonymous. So I reckon I'm going to highball this one and say... 60%. Let's go. <laughs> it is 2023. Everyone wants to be single. Yeah, come join the single crowd. <laughs> we're, we're available. <laughs> Are you going to do something different? I'm, I might do something a little bit lower. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say 43%. I love your advocacy for the single community. <laughs> the answer is 13.5. I'm <laughs> fucking cynic. I'm like, everyone's unhappy. Imagine if 60% of 1,000 people said that, yeah, if I could press a button, I'd leave. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly me not being in a relationship makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Says literally the two single people here saying, yeah. Um, yeah, everyone would leave their yeah. relationship. 100% of people. Everyone's unhappy. <laughs> everyone wants to be us. Okay, so we asked the same group of people, Mm -hmm. do you think you will end up with your current partner? What percentage said they wouldn't? 
Oh. I mean, from my perspective, if I was to enter an, into a relationship with someone, it's because I would see myself ending up with them. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. really go into a relationship in the first place if I didn't see myself having a future and ending up with them. Mm. So, I'm going to say the percentage is small. That was the inner cynic yeah. coming out. Me trying to say 60% again. <laughs> 60%. 100%. I am going to say... 15%. Someone out there was shocked. <laughs> oh, the listeners, did you hear that? Someone just yelled out in the hallway and I think it's someone who wants to leave their party. <laughs> Get me out of here. No, it was absolutely a dog. Our co-working space allows dogs to come in sometimes. It was a, it it was was a, a dog. It was a bunch of dogs. <laughs> okay, yeah, given the fact that 13% was the answer for the last poll, I think 20%. A lot closer, both of you this time. It was actually 13.5% once again. So the same people. (laughs) (laughs) To those people, get out of their relationship. What I'm hearing is 13.5% want to leave their relationships right now. They are miserable. Go. Get out. Get out while it's still hot outside. (laughs) Come join. Come join. I won't say that ever again. (laughs) Come join. Come join. Okay, finally, we asked the same 1,000 listeners. I'm going to say (laughs) (laughs) 13.5. Who's batting in your relationship? What percentage do you think said their partner is the one who's batting? Okay, I've got a question, a sub-question for you. Would you rather be batting or settling? Settling. Yes. (laughs) I'd rather be reaching. Fuck it. Yeah, I want to be with someone who's like fucking hot. (laughs) I agree. I agree. So I think I'm so bad with numbers. I think... 30%. 30%. So to clarify, these are the mm-hmm. people who think that their partner is reaching, as in 30% think that they are maybe like hotter in Hot. the relationship. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say 55%. Ooh, slay. <laughs> um, so the answer is 18%. Oh. So like modest. Yeah. yeah. Modesty. I also have some extra information for you. Love it. So 75% of listeners said that they're equal to their partner. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I kind of get it because maybe they mean balancing all of the stuffs like not just whether you're hotter aesthetically, you know, like personalities balance. Some people have more personality flaws. Us, no, perfect. Obviously, <laughs> we're all perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Come join us. <laughs> <laughs> but I assume people are like, oh, all in all, we balance out each other's flaws, hence why we're together. Yeah, no, that blah, is Blah, blah, boring. Yeah, Relationships, boring. we get it. You love each other. Yeah. <laughs> Louis, it is time to hear today's secret, which producer Eilish will read out for us. Thank you, Eilish. Thank you, Eilish. No worries. Okay, so before I read you today's secret, I need to tell you something. Yes. Yes. Today's episode is a little different to normal. (gasps) Horny for it. (laughs) (laughs) So we've actually got three different listener secrets to get through. And I'm going to ask you both to make a call for each of them. Should I thought you meant phone call. And I, like, I just told I just told Louis we wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> I just said I'm still having flashbacks from when I had to call a sandwich company in Cremorne. Not I, physical calls. Make a call. I promise you no telephone <laughs> calls. I would like you to make a call for each of them should the listener stay with their partner or go. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Absolutely love it, babes. I love it. <laughs> And just so we're clear, no ambiguity, no uncertain answers. You have to make the call to leave or stay oh, together. No. That line felt directed at me. I'm quite an, <laughs> I'm quite an indecisive person. <laughs> 
Are you ready? Yes, ready. Okay. The first secret comes from Amy. Something weird happened with my boyfriend last night, and I need your advice on whether or not this is officially the world's biggest red flag. I'm guessing it already is. (laughs) (laughs) Some background. I've been with my boyfriend, Matt, for almost a year. We met through mutual friends at a birthday party. Maybe I should have been more on guard about Matt from the very beginning, because when my mate found out we were dating, she warned me about Matt being a bit of a party boy, but I was already pretty head over heels and ignored really everything she said. Despite not being the stereotypical boyfriend type, Matt is the funniest, most attractive, endearing person I've ever met. I love him a lot. More than he loves me. If he loves me, lol, he's never actually said it. (laughs) No! I said it about three months into seeing each other. But then last night happened. Matt has always told me that he's not on Snapchat. I love Snapchat and I use it to keep up to date with what my friendship group is doing. I never questioned that Matt doesn't have it. I guess it kind of is niche these days. And he's a little older than me. Only last night, when we were in bed together, I noticed he was trying to hide his phone from me. I feigned complete ignorance. And after he let his guard down a bit, moved my head quickly to see that, yes, my suspicions were correct. He was on Snapchat. Mm. And quite clearly messaging someone on there. I asked who he was talking to, and he said he didn't remember. Classic. <laughs> classic manoeuvre. Party boy, smart boy, Matt. Oh, classic. He's a thinker. <laughs> I knew he was lying. I confronted him about it, and after about 10 minutes of insisting it was just his guy mate from high school, he came clean and told me he speaks to a girl on Snapchat that he met at uni years ago. I was so confused as to why he went to such great lengths to avoid just telling me that. All he could offer in reply was that he didn't want me to feel jealous. I want to trust him that it's all above board, but how can I when he's lied about something so cut and dry? When I asked him why he has told me for a year that he's not on Snapchat at all, he said he can't remember telling me that, and oh, maybe okay. it was a simple miscommunication. This memory is yeah. really escaping him. Get that checked out, man. <laughs> can't remember a lot of things at the moment. Okay. I haven't told anyone about this yet because I'm embarrassed, and I feel like I'll be judged for wanting to stick around. Am I wasting my time? Okay. Immediately, I'm like, Amy... He is lying blatantly and actively to you. He's like, Loki trying to gaslight her. Like, oh, this is a miscommunication on both of our parts. Like, no, Matt, this is all you. I don't like this guy. I think you should leave him. That's me being black and white. (laughs) There are no fences in sight. Uh -uh. We are not sitting on a fence. Uh -uh. No. (laughs) I completely agree. And I've been in situations before where I've been seeing someone and for some reason there's this feeling of butterflies in the stomach that you you may love them but something doesn't feel right the mm. trust isn't 100 percent there a he's literally said to you that he doesn't have snapchat b he was trying to hide his phone and then said he didn't remember but then all of a sudden he did remember that he was messaging a girl on snapchat not that you can't message anyone when you're in a relationship but the fact that you lied about it 
is a red flag. Also, just mess, like text them. Not that texting if he's cheating is fine, but I think the Snapchat element of it being like instantly disappearing, I think that's a bit fishy. Yeah, he sent his dick. Yeah. yeah. Um, leave. Leave. <laughs> Absolutely leave. Louis, that's it for secret one, but we will apparently hear two more secrets right after the break. Okay, we are back from break and Eilish, it is time for you to read out secret two. Thank you. Okay, our next secret comes from Millie. Picture this. You're dating a sweet, clever, overall, pretty perfect guy. You know, a face like Ryan Gosling's with the heart of Steve Carell. Steve Carell's heart is the purest of all hearts. (laughs) We love Mr. Carell. (laughs) You're six months into dating and 100% in love. Then, out of the blue, his ex-girlfriend gets in contact and tells him that she just gave birth to his child. A child that she hadn't told him she was carrying and needs his financial support. At first, I was absolutely gutted and my partner was in shock. It felt cataclysmic and irreparable for a relationship in its infancy. But we managed to talk it out and support each other. And he and the little girl's mother worked out a weekly visitation schedule. It took time, but I made peace with the fact that a child would now be a part of his life. My secret? Well, it's been a year now and I no longer feel that peace. In fact, I feel resentful. I've never wanted to end our relationship because my partner is the most caring, loving, and genuine person I've ever been with. But the more we unpack the situation involving his ex, who he doesn't get along with well at all, and their child, the more frustrated and stuck I find myself feeling. Future living situations have to consider geographical proximity to his daughter, long-term travel is totally off the table, And the idea of us having a kid together is no longer a first. Oh, and forget buying a house because I can't in good conscience ask my partner to spend his savings on our home when he could be saving for his child's future. It feels as though all these exciting relationship milestones that I was so looking forward to are now dictated by forces out of my control. The thought of losing this relationship makes me sick to my core but a future where my partner and I aren't only making decisions together, but collectively with his ex and a future where I have so little input in something as massive as a child makes me feel just as sick. I don't feel like I'm settling for a person because he's an absolute catch, but I do feel like I'm settling for a situation. Am I being too selfish and uncompromising by saying that all these little things are impacting how I want to live in the future? Am I being too stubborn in not wanting my future to go off course? And how on earth can I communicate this fear to my partner without seeming as though I am blaming him and his daughter? Well, firstly, I imagine that this partner... Dan. Let's let's call him Dan. (laughs) Has probably, like, 
thought about you having doubts and stuff. Like, I don't think that he's brought this child and this other woman, the child's mother, into both of your lives without considering the fact that you might eventually grow resentful. So I feel like you could bring it up with him and not catch him off guard completely. But my initial gut reaction was that, like, growing resentment in any kind of relationship, whether it be romantic or friendships, is, like, the worst thing. And it's probably the result of you bottling a lot of stuff up. So my overarching piece of advice, I know we're jumping straight into it, Mm. but my overarching piece of advice would be just to voice those things because I think that it's so unhealthy to keep all of those doubts to yourself. Completely. In terms of feeling resentful in that situation, my initial gut feeling is that you can be with the most incredible person, but if the situation surrounding that person doesn't make you feel good, then no matter how great they are, if you're not happy, that's not a good thing. Yeah. However, I would be curious to know more from Millie in terms of like, what specifically is she unhappy about? Because he sounds amazing. And at the end of the day, now that there is a child in the picture, the child's always going to be there. The child is always going to be first priority. Mm. So that's that on that, right? Yeah. There's no ifs, ands or buts. There is a baby now. We must prioritize the bub. Are you upset because you wanted a child or are you upset because now that child is taking up a lot of your partner's time and attention and affection, which has to be the case. It's Mm. a new baby. Are you unhappy that the ex is in the picture? Although that's just always going to be the case. Like they're always going to be there. It's so hard for me to not sit on the fence about this because I feel like I want to know more. And also I want her to speak to Dan about this first because perhaps there could be a set of circumstances where arrangements could be tweaked slightly to make Millie feel like she has more of a future with Dan. Because right now I think she's resigned to the fact that Dan has this sub-family and maybe she's feeling a bit out of it or like that that's cut off her chance of a future with him. But I do hope if you're saying Dan has the heart of Steve Carell... Steve, I think, would be open to hearing your thoughts, open to shuffling things around to make it work. Steve Carell would listen to you, hear you, and make you feel appreciated so that you can move on together in a relationship. Does this situation, Louis, kind of sound familiar to you at all? Like, have you ever had to settle for a situation and not a person? Because that line was really interesting to me. I've never had to do that. That line, I marked it with my pen Mm. while I was reading along. That is a really profound sentence. But also, given that they've known about this baby, what, six months into their dating? It's not like this happened a few years down the line. I would say six months is still a relatively fresh amount of time to be in a relationship with someone. So you always knew that this was going to be the situation. This, I almost kind of feel from the jump, has been the go. Like, you know that you are going to have a child. But Millie is allowed, I guess, to change her mind at any point. Like, I get how she feels differently now after she's been living this way for a while. Like, you are allowed to prioritise yourself. When she says, I don't want to sound selfish, if she doesn't feel like this situation is right for her, she is allowed to leave. I've heard of things like this before in real life, and it's never sounded like a red flag to me at all before. Like, I've always been like, oh, it's, a li- it's a- not a little hurdle. It's quite a huge hurdle. But I, I've always thought that, like, with the right mindset, maybe it could work. Like I've definitely heard of situations where this has happened and it's all worked out pretty smoothly. But the fact that Millie's mindset here seems to be kind of resistant to leaning into this family situation makes me think 
she should go because I know we have to pick stay or go for Millie. Makes me think she should go just because I don't think she's ready for this yet. Not ready for the stepmom lifestyle. Yeah, I just think that maybe she's thinking of her future and feeling like she's giving up a lot for Dan. Because like I often tend to say like if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. She doesn't seem to be like loving this. <laughs> so I'm like, well, then you can absolutely go. You have every right to go. But then to play devil's advocate to my own point, I want to say stay as well because I want to give Dan an opportunity to voice how he feels about it all. Like I want her to stay, talk to Dan about it and then they can work it through. But I also want her to go to put herself first because she's allowed to put herself first. I've got to pick one though. You've got to pick one too, Louie. I feel like the crux of this story for me is that she feels as though she doesn't have the control to make big life decisions, be it the long-term travel where you live or like when you want to have children. I feel like these decisions are now being taken out of her hands because understandably the decisions are now based around the child's. Mm. But I keep going back to her saying that he has the heart of Steve Carell (laughs) and that she does love him and he is amazing. So I'm going to say, Millie, you need to voice all of this stuff to him. You need to say, I love you so much. I love this child, but I need to feel as though I have power in making big life choices as well. I reckon you can work it out and stay. You know what? I've changed my mind. I think I'm going to say go. I just don't think she is in the state of mind to be someone's number two. The kid will probably always be Dan's number one. And if she's like... As the child should be. Should be, yeah. Kids are cuties. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Little bubbers. Little squishies. (laughs) I'm reading into this secret, but I think it's based on good evidence that she isn't quite ready to be number two in Dan's life. And I do think that she can source that elsewhere. Like she can go out there and be someone else's number one. Okay, so I'm saying go. You're saying stay. I think you can make it work. Stay. Stay. But there are doubts, so you should go. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I love this. I hope that conflicting uh, opinions and advice helped. Yeah, sorry, Millie. That's been awfully confusing for you. I hope you got the main message. (laughs) Okay, our final secret, Eilish. Okay, our final secret comes from Steph. I've been with my partner now for over two years. I'm 23 and he is 24. We have known each other for four years and built a very loving friendship before pursuing something romantic and becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. Congrats. (laughs) It was his birthday last Saturday and he wanted to have a boys night out with his guy friends. He organized a nice dinner with them all and they planned to go out after. That night, his phone died early on. I was messaging him to check in that he was okay because he hadn't had a drink in a long time. I didn't get a response, which was slightly disconcerting, but mostly fine, as I know his friends well, and my brother was with him, so I knew he would be safe at least. I didn't question it, and when I saw him the next day, he filled me in on what sounded like a great night with the guys. Fast forward to today, when we were driving to the weekend away in the countryside that I bought for him as a birthday present. Halfway through a conversation, he interrupts me to inform me that he fucked up and kissed a girl on his birthday night out. We have previously discussed cheating and both have the same views that there is a defined line and once it is crossed, there is no going back. Or at least, I thought we had the same views. Apparently, he's capable of the very behaviour we both said we despised. 
I think the part that hurts the most is that the girl he kissed isn't some stranger. She's someone who is friends with our mutual friend, so I'm sure this is about to spread like wildfire. Mm. I hate the fact that my relationship is about to become the next big piece of gossip. T. I feel so sick and so unsure about what to do. Do I stay in the relationship knowing that it is going to take a lot of time to build the trust back? Or do I take this as a huge red flag and cut it off here? He keeps apologizing and knows how he is in the wrong and is begging for me to stay in the relationship with him. But how can I do that after he has broken such a cardinal rule? Let me know your thoughts because my mind is in a twist. Steph. This whole kiss in a nightclub situation is common. Like, you know, the drunken night out mistake situation. And I don't think slipping up like that is a deal breaker for everyone, but probably mainly because, and this is a generalization, the other party involved in the cheating is usually a random. But I think what complicates it for me is that they kind of know who this woman is. She's a mutual friend. Mm, That definitely adds another, you know, additional layer. Mm. I completely sympathize with Steph when she says she doesn't want her relationship to be some like next bit of gossip. Yeah. I understand the want for, for privacy and that would be frustrating to think, okay, now there are these connections with mutuals or friends of friends and they think this and that is frustrating. Here is the reason why I think she should go. Tell me. It's less about the fact that he kissed someone in the club and more about the fact that she says we have literally defined what this line is of cheating. True. And you have gone and crossed it. And he had said himself that he agreed that once you cross it, that is, you know, past the point of no return. But here he is thinking that these concrete rules are now malleable because he wanted to have a drunken pash in the club. I don't think that that is a very healthy situation to be in. You can't set these boundaries and then forego the rules and then think that you can come back and be like, okay, maybe let's like change the rules because it benefits me. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. Absolutely. Like the fact of the matter is if Steph was the one who kissed someone in a club, this guy would have been like, nah, that hurts me. You broke the rule. And he would have like kicked up a fuss about it. But the fact now, like you say that he's the one that broke the rules, he's trying to beg for her forgiveness and low-key, like, kind of manipulate her and be like, oh, well, things have changed now. Forgive me. But I do want to give him some credit. I do think it was good that he told her when he did, given they have mutuals and it would have spread Even though like it was a week later and he could have come back that night or the next morning and been like, hey, I fucked up straight away. A week later was the detail I forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> he should have done it the next day. You're right. He fucked up here. He deserves to be punished for it. So, Steph, you should go. Just for future <laughs> reference for, like, Annabelle's future partner. <laughs> I think everyone wants to know, just out of curiosity, mm. would you be okay if your partner had like one drunken pash in the club? No, I think it would really cut me up. I just think I'm trying to see it from the perspective of, honestly, it's funny you ask, because before this show, like before we started season one of this show, I was naively of the mindset that people don't cheat as much as they do. But ever since this show, I've just been hearing stories in my personal life and people submitting secrets on the show of cheating. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And, like, there are stats to back it up. Cheating is so common. So I think that, like, when I try and tackle a story on this show, I'm coming at it from the, like, oh, well, it happens. Maybe there's a way to to move through this, to move past it. Because a lot of people would. But personally, 
I think I would be so upset. What about you? Yeah, it'd be it'd be over for me. Yeah. If we enter a situation where we decide we want to be monogamous mm. and then you kiss someone, I am just so like absolute in the sense that I'd be like, okay, sweet, then we're done. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. And I could imagine that if my partner like drunkenly kissed someone in the club and then I was like, sweet, that's fine, no worries. A month down the line, is it then like a kiss in the club which leads to something going on in the cubicles maybe yeah. it's why you want to be absolute about it because you don't want to necessarily like enable that exactly behavior. and like i don't i i feel like i'd be creating this like ambiguous zone where i'm like oh like i guess it was just a pash blah blah blah, blah yeah trying to justify the cheating because at the end of the day it's cheating but i would be steph in the circumstance of like outlining what the boundaries were that shouldn't be crossed and if my partner crossed them, then I'd be out. See you yeah. later. Yeah, I agree with you. Eilish, what are your thoughts on this? I would leave. I've never been in this situation before, but I have always had a very staunch rule in my head of if my partner cheats on me and I would consider this cheating, that's it. There's no going back, no recovery, no matter how old I am, no matter what's going on, that's over for me. And maybe it'll change in time, but... I can't see it changing. I would fully leave. So it's a unanimous go from all of us, Steph. Go, baby. <laughs> go and be free and be with someone who won't cheat on you in a club. Literally, go out and pass someone on the dance floor yourself. And he did it on his birthday. I don't know why, but that makes it even more icky for me. <laughs> Wait, was on his birthday? Yeah, like yeah. on his birthday night. On a boys' night out. Uh-uh. uh-uh. And he did it on his birthday. No. <laughs> That's a no from us. And that is the end of today's episode. If everybody has a secret, Louis. Thank you for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, Eilish, for reading out three huge secrets for us. We love you, Eilish. We love you, Eilish. Everybody Has a Secret is produced by Eilish Gilligan, executive produced by Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald, and audio produced by me, your host, Emily. (laughs) To those at home listening, thank you for supporting the show. If you have a secret you're itching to spill, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at Everybody Has a Secret Pod and on TikTok at Everybody Has a Secret. Bye! Bye! This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.